gals, in this episode, I want to give a little marriage tune-up, a little marriage tune-up. Now, I read this book, and many of you probably are familiar with this book. It's by a guy named Dr. John Gottman, who wrote The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. It's a New York Times bestseller. And just as a real quick preface, one of the things that Christians believe they believe in the common grace of God, and that and that manifests itself in so many ways. Um, one of the ways that it manifests is that there are people who are not Christians that still exemplify God's design, uh, though they may not be forgiven of their sins. They, they they don't have a relationship with God through His Son Jesus Christ. They've not yielded to the to the good news of Jesus. Um, they they have a they have, they have wisdom. And so I think in this book that I read several years ago, and probably many of you listening have read this book or know of this book, there are some truths in this book that I wanted to share with you. But I want to end with um, some, some words on contentment in terms of how do we foster godly contentment in our lives and subsequently in our marriages. One of the things that John Gottman talks about in his book is called The Four Horsemen. The Four Horsemen. And, and these... Four horsemen, he says, are our killers in the marriage. I mean, they are on a seek and destroy mission. And, and, and the first horseman, he says, is criticism. Criticism. Now, despite what uh, a lot of individuals sometimes communicate, you're, you're always going to have complaints, complaints and critiques about your spouse. I, I, the people who will share that my wife and I never fight or my husband and I never fight. I just I just don't think are being I don't think are being honest. Um, if you're really being honest, um, I, I think there's gonna be things that rub you the wrong way about your spouse. Now hopefully as you grow in in love and and servant orientedness, uh, you're gonna understand their preferences, their values, you're gonna understand um, what makes them tick and what ticks them off. But that whole like uh, um, appeal of, 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 you know, commonalities and compatibility. I, I just, I just don't buy that. I think when you put two sinners in close proximity in a house, in an apartment, in a condo, in a townhome, sparks are going to fly. And I think that's God's design that, that marriage is one of those tools and gifts that God's given to us to chip away at the rough edges of our life so that we will more faithfully look like Jesus. Romans eight twenty nine that we would be conformed to the image of Jesus and one of the tools that God gives to us to do that is, is relationships, specifically marriage. But John Gottman says in his book that these four horsemen can really, um, they can tear away and, and destroy the fabric of a marriage. And the first he says is criticism. Now, again, as like I already said, you're, you're going to have complaints uh, and, and criticism about your spouse. But he says there's a difference between complaints and criticism. A complaint has three parts, he says. Here's how I feel about a, secondly, a very specific situation, and three, here's what I need, prefer, want, or need. Um, in contrast, John Gottman says, a criticism is global and expresses negative feelings or opinions about the other person's character or personality. Two very common forms of criticism utilize the words always or never. I mean, some of you are thinking, oh my goodness, Nate's nailing me. Well, I'm nailing myself. Like, you never do this, or you always act that way. So let me give you a couple examples uh, in terms of juxtapose a complaint and criticism right beside each other. A complaint. Here, here's, here's the verbiage of a complaint. I wish you had told me earlier that you're too tired to make love. I'm really disappointed. 
and I, and I feel a little embarrassed. Please just let me know when you're not in the mood for sex. I really am fine with a no. There's a complaint. Here's how I feel about a very specific situation, and here's what I need, prefer, or want. Now, here's a criticism. All right, here's the verbiage of a criticism. Why are you always so cold and selfish? It really was nasty of you to lead me on. What is your problem? Are, are you frigid? I mean, obviously, you don't have to be a trained counselor or psychologist to understand there's a difference between the verbiage, between a complaint and criticism. And he says the first horseman is, is a critical spirit. And I got to tell you, folks, I have grown in this. It has brought a lot of discouragement and hardship in our, in our marriage I, I am I can be very critical and unmerciful and unkind and I have grown and by God's grace I'm seeing um, I'm seeing the people around me as as God wants me to see them as gifts in my life to cherish them to live in a considerate manner with my wife Lauren and my kids and to be present and attentive and not critique all the time because it is draining secondly more quickly is contempt horseman number two contempt this is the all too often posture that arises from a sinful, damaging, and hurtful belief that you are, listen to me, superior to your partner. I mean, that's, that's weighty. It comes from a deep form of disrespect. It, it manifests itself in eye-rolling, mockery, sarcasm, and, and even hostile humor. Horseman one, criticism. Horseman two, contempt. Horseman three is defensiveness. Rather than de-escalating a conflict, which is hopefully the goal, and, and some, of, some of you listening, oftentimes if you were to peel back the layers of our heart, oftentimes our goal and desire is not to de-escalate a conflict. We want to win the conflict. We, we want to win the argument, and that's wrong and sinful as well. But rather than de-escalate a conflict, a de defensive spirit um, escalates it, and, and it can really happen really quickly. So defensiveness is really a way of, of blaming your partner, right? You're saying, in effect, the problem isn't me. The problem is not me. The problem is, is you. And, and one common form of defensiveness that John Gottman writes in his book is the innocent victim stance, which often entails whining and sends the message, why are you picking on me? What about all the good things I do? There is just no pleasing you. And, and Goblin writes that criticism, contempt, and defensiveness don't always gallop into a home in strict order. They function more like a relay match, handing the baton off to each other over and over again. So criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and fourth is stonewalling. Stonewalling. Um, in marriages where discussions begin with a, with a harsh or an unkind or a less than charitable startup, like you're, you're the, the beginning of the conversation was harsh, not gracious, not generous. Criticism and contempt lead to defensiveness and vice versa. And eventually, one person is just going to tune out. I, I, I'm just done. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stonewall you. I'm, I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to listen. And honestly, apathy can begin to set in. I had a professor of mine who passed away several years ago, Dr. Bill Coutrere, 
and it was the only class where your spouse was required to attend. It was basically marriage and family, and it was taught by the Couture's and and Robert and Karen Chong, the Chong um, couple. And one of the things they talked about, and it stuck with Lauren and me, and we still talk about to this day, gosh, probably 15, 16, 17 years later, is the reality of apathy, the danger of apathy, right? Well, I mean, when obviously you're encouraged when things are going well, you're, you're, you're joy-filled, you're satisfied, you're wanting to please your spouse, serve them. How, how, can I, how can I love you? Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Please forgive me. And even at the other end of the spectrum, when you're angry um, and you're irritated, I mean, emotion and desires and feelings are involved. But when you're at a place where you're apathetic and the pattern of your marriage or any other relationship, but we're specifically talking about marriage, is one of where you're stonewalling. You're just, the wall is up. I don't care. It's, it's, you're not moving me. I'm not bothered by it. And you're apathetic or indifferent. Man, that is where uh, you, you need to wave the flag because that, that's when the, it's, it's dangerous. I mean, you, you just got to a point where, where you, you're not moved by what's going on in your spouse's heart, and you're certainly not aware of what's going on in your own heart. So real quick, let me summarize those real quickly. The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work by John Gottman, he talks about the four horsemen that can really seek to destroy and tear away the fabric of a marriage. Criticism. There's a difference between a complaint and a criticism. You don't, you don't, you're not married to Jesus. Your spouse is always going to have things that rub you the wrong way, but how do you articulate those? So criticism. Secondly, contempt, which comes from a place of believing wrongly that you are superior to the other person. Third, defensiveness, right? It comes in the form of the innocent victim uh, whining, and uh, why are you picking on me? And, and you're, just, you're just uber, uber sensitive. And fourth, stonewalling. Um, I don't know about you, that was heavy. And what I'll do in this next episode, I want to talk about just real briefly, how do you grow in your marriage? And I'm going to start with Jesus and give you just some real simple handles on what we can do to practically um, grow in awareness of our own sin and how we can move closer relationally towards our spouse. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care.